Hi guys, welcome back to Women for Women Wednesday on My Opinion. I am excited again to be here this week. And this week I have an incredible guest. She's got such a dynamic background. I have Kim Norman Dorbin with me this week. Hi Kim, thanks for being here with us. Hi Maya, how are you? I am good. I'm recovering from vacation. Excited you're about to go on vacation. So that is so amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Kim. You have such a dynamic background. We could talk for hours, like we were just saying, <laughs> about everything that you've accomplished. But tell us a little bit about yourself. I really want to talk about Free the Mind Co. today. But again, tell us a little bit about your background. Yes, Maya. So I am South African born and raised, and I only came to live in America five years ago, literally. A couple of weeks ago was my five-year anniversary moving to America. And in South Africa, I built up a massive international career. I come from a trauma childhood, and that always um, colors your experience of life. And I've just been so blessed because I even though I never wanted a career, I never planned for a career. I think when you come out of a trauma childhood, many people just want to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife, you know, just be the best of that you can be. You just want the stability. And as the saying goes, man plans and God laughs. And that was it. You know, well, that was your plan, not my plan. And everything just went from there. And so my milestones were very exciting. I started working for Steven Spielberg, running Survivors of the Shoah Visual History Foundation, which is the largest oral history project in the world based out of USC now, but we started at DreamWorks. We had a lot of fun riding in the little movie carts, you know, mm -hmm. um, and then Apartheid Museum as one of the founding directors there, set on Human Rights Commission for Education when Nelson Mandela was in power. And slowly but surely, what I used to do and what I still do is walk through the open door, say to the universe, okay, what's next? What do you want me to do? Because all I want to do is make positive impact in the world. And that really started when I walked out of Schindler's List. And I was sobbing my eyes out. As we know, Spielberg is a genius. Yes. And I walked out and thought, if I want my children to be brought up in a better world, then best I get involved. And then the rest just unfolded. And then I started two very large nonprofits internationally awarded. Um, one was Tolerance Foundation, where we used history to teach life skills, SEL, to kids, over 70,000 children in South Africa. And then my second one that I started in 2005 um, is called Tomorrow Trust, where we support orphan and vulnerable kids affected by HIV AIDS. And that really set me up for Free the Mind Co. Mm -hmm. Because when I started it, I come from a very academic family, yet I was in the arts. Never did I dream I was going to go into education. And I realized looking at these adults and saying, they don't know what is going on. So best I figure this one out myself. And I looked and started building on my own self-mastery, self-consciousness, self-awareness, and reading books and going to courses and then just looking at my own life and learning from my day-to-day -day living and then working with people like Holocaust survivors or orphan and vulnerable kids who had extreme trauma and yet rose above. What were the character traits? 
how did they do this and learning from direct examples of success in life. And academics are simply the key to open a door for a job, but they don't teach you how to live life mm -hmm. or cope with life mm -hmm. or have a meaningful life or a fulfilled life. You yes. know? And that for me was way more important because we're going to have a job, but that job's going to change. It's going to look differently at different ages, whether what you do when you're 20 and when you're studying is not what you're going to probably do when you're 30, 40, 50 and more. And yet people, when they retire, feel valueless because they're not doing what they think they should be doing. And it's this whole twist that consensus reality has taught us that purpose is the doing. And really it's not, it's the being. Mm -hmm. And what we do is just our conscious choices that we make on a daily basis that light our spark or if it doesn't light your spark, then okay, what is going to light your spark? So that all set me up to come to America. And my son is an integrative healer. He's got his triple Reiki masters. He's a body talk practitioner. He's a yogi and he's studying now to be a doctor of Chinese medicine in Australia in Sydney. And when he was in Bali doing his yoga teacher training, he said to me, mom, I've got a book for tomorrow trust mm -hmm. as a fundraiser. And I said, okay, what? He said, there's a common denominator between your orphan and vulnerable kids and my affluent clients. And it's exactly the same. And it's fear and anxiety. Isn't and that wild? Oh my gosh. And okay. fear and anxiety stops potential mm -hmm. because people are scared to talk about it. They don't understand it. They don't know how to release it. And so he wrote a beautiful book that we, I know we're going to talk about later on called Freeing Freddie the Dreamweaver. Mm -hmm. And from there, we built it. We went into corporates. We started doing much more around it with skills and tools for curriculum for kids. And then I started being asked more to step up, especially with COVID, for teachers that were falling apart. So I was doing a webinar and I'm still doing webinars supporting teachers. And then out of the teachers, the parents and the moms would come to me and say, please do a women's group. And so I started building out women's groups with real skills and tools mm -hmm. in a very nurturing way that will challenge boundaries and really push you out of comfort zone so that you can become more of who you are with the skills and tools to support that process. Yeah. And yeah, so that brings me to today, which I'm truly loving and working internationally because thank you to COVID, it's opened up a massive audience, which I'm loving. I love working cross-culturally. Yeah. There's such a common humanity. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. And you know what's so interesting, too, is every single woman that I have on Women for Women Wednesday, on my opinion, they have a common theme. And everything goes back to them as a child, right? Their inspiration is back to childhood. And so you come from trauma. And this sparked everything and look at how far you've come and everything you've done. I mean, the list of everything that you've done is so incredible, but it's brought you to what you're doing now and your purpose and the book, which I know we're going to get into too, which is so cool. I love that you've done that with your son. I mean, what an amazing thing. That's so beautiful. But 
it's interesting because when I first opened the book and I saw fear and the acronym with it too, like that just rings so true to me because that's a part of my journey too. And I never would have thought that that is a common thing between really affluent people. And then also these people that are really struggling, right? And have never had these privileges. That's so interesting to me that your son brought that to the forefront. I guess we're just going to dive into the book then and go back because I'm just into this right now. Um, So that's an interesting connection that he made. Yeah, you know, fear is something that we learn as kids. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're affluent or if you're in a poverty home, Mm -hmm. we're learning fear and anxiety in a very different way. Because the first thing that we need as a baby is our milk. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is when we don't have it, we scream for it, which creates that fear and anxiety of, are we going to get our nutrition? Are we going to get our meal for the day? And then it's, it splits into two, where you have the fear of protection. You're not going to walk down a dark alley at night because that fear protects us. And you want to keep that intact. You know, you want to build up your intuition to say, am I in a danger zone so that you know you can protect yourself when that anxiety goes off. If you're out, maybe partying or something where you meet someone and it just doesn't feel right. That's a good fear. Um, What we're talking about is what we create in our head. And generally fear and anxiety comes from our memories or from our imagination. So it's the what if, it's the, what if I don't say this? What if I don't do this? It's all the imagination and we start creating a movie in our head. And if you're creating a movie that is negative, why not create a movie that's positive? Why not create a beautiful movie instead of a nightmare? Mm -hmm. And then it's about bringing yourself back to the present moment because research shows that people have approximately 60,000 thoughts a day a day, right? Wow, wow. Yeah, so a lot of the, that thinking triggers into our imagination. And 90% probably of what we're thinking in our imagination is never gonna come true. But we spend so much time there. And so there is only one place, you know, everyone talks about mindfulness and living in the present. Well, where else can you live? We can't live in the past, it's gone. We can't live in the future, it hasn't happened. So really, we don't have a choice. We are living in the present, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just the perspective and awareness of that and bringing your thoughts back. And that's where the mindfulness comes in. Mm -hmm. But also what's important is not only the mindfulness, but going deeper and saying the awareness and the self-consciousness and That is what's so important. So fear and anxiety happens to everyone. You know, um, if you look and you see suicide, sometimes the most successful people, because they're living with so much fear, so much anxiety, and they just don't have the skills and tools to work with it. And especially in America, people are taught here that if you say you are afraid or you are anxious, then you sound to be weak. Yes. Yeah. And what is with that? Oh my God. What is with that? I'm, I'm so over it. <laughs> like, oh my exactly. God. Mm-hmm. And yet what's important for our children to know, what's important for you to know is that when you 
bring that to the fore and you talk to people about it, it's actually strength. It is not weakness. It takes mm -hmm. a lot of strength for me to say to you, you know, if you ask, and in South Africa, you know, it's very different where I come from. You can say to me, how's the day going? And I'll say, to you, I'm having a really wobbly day. I'm having a really shitty day. Mm -hmm. you know? But if you have that conversation in America, they'll say, I'm good. Everything's good. But mm -hmm. in the meantime, they're going home and they're feeling broken. And when you are honest, so I make a point of being honest here and, and transparent and vulnerable because when you do that, you give the person on the other side permission to do the same. And then your connection is very real. It's also very important because how do we get supported? People don't know what challenges we're facing. Um, and then what we do is that we give the real life skills and tools and Brent created what we call a fear release technique we work a lot with visualization. We find it extremely powerful. It's on our YouTube as well. Not the fear release technique. We only use that in structure when we're teaching um, our fear and anxiety, building your dreams workshop, because mm -hmm. it comes in context. But it literally takes you into your biology and it releases it. It's, it's incredible to watch. Yeah. What I really like that you're talking about is, you know, because Again, every amazing woman that I have on here talks about mindset. Those are the two main things is they talk about whatever they're doing now really started in their childhood, right? This passion comes from something that occurred in their childhood. Not shocking, not shocking to me at all. I love it. So I hope that rings true with, you know, of course, you guys, my listeners, but um, also mindset. Mindset always comes up and there's a different interpretation um, with each each wonderful woman that comes on. But really what I love about the conversation I'm having with you about this is kind of more the logical side of it and saying, you know, look, we, you know, we all think so much about the future and that gives anxiety and we can't go back to the past, even though we reminisce and I'm, I'm an anxiety, like I struggle with anxiety. It's something I've struggled with for more than half of my life. And I'm very open and honest about it with my listeners and my audience. And that is something four or five years ago, I would not have shared with anybody. I did not talk about it at all, which is why I feel so like strongly about sharing and, and being open. And some people just aren't about certain things, but I am. And it was like breaking free when I finally was like, yeah, I struggle with anxiety. Yeah. I have panic attacks. Not anymore. Interestingly enough, because I'm open and honest about it. Right. But what I like about what you're saying is it's just, we, what choice do we have? We are in the moment. So, but it's finding the tools and digging deep and being, being able to do that, which I think is really fascinating the way that you're taking that approach. Thank you, Maya. You said a lot then. I want to address um, what you said. Number one is you spoke about childhood. Mm -hmm. And it's a lesson that I learned working with Holocaust survivors. Because when I ask them generally, how did you survive? I mean, they survived the most horrendous um, mm -hmm. historical event. Mm -hmm. They would say luck. And then as we were interviewing them, things would come up that became very apparent as to why they survived. So as kids, they were either very creative, resourceful, imaginative, resilient, um, strong, and that character trait then followed through. The personality that we have as kids really underlies who we are as adults. So as a kid, for me, I used to love playing with babies in the park. 
we lived in an apartment area and there was a big park in the middle. And if I wasn't at home, I was in the park playing with the babies. And I still do. Mm-hmm. And I still have my passion around kids and all the work that I do is around parenting and moms and children, you know, to uplift the whole world for everyone. So if you look back at who you were as a child, you'll be able to find that golden thread. Mm-hmm. The other thing about mindset, I have a real issue when so many coaches talk about mindset, that it's this tangible thing that you just have to pick up and put down and then you got it. Me too. Because mindset is really self-awareness. It's self-consciousness. It's about really understanding who you are. And that takes deep dive work. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to go into the deep dive work, you are not going to see the results. So this business about being positive and happy all the time is crazy. You'd be a crazy person. <laughs> yes. It's not, you'll be fake, right? It's not going to be genuine, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so happiness is elusive. It's triggered from your outside um, circumstance. You know, we're happy when we see a friend or we, you know, happiness comes in different ways from an external trigger. What we have inside us is joy. And again, if you go back to a kid, they are joyful and they are in the moment. You try to disturb a kid who's having a game and they are engrossed in the game. They're filled with joy, they're in the moment, you know, and then what we're trying to do as adults is relearn all of that. Mm-hmm. So joy is like this vibration, this inner vibration that goes through us and that can be cultivated to have all the time. So even when you're going through trauma, you still have the sense of a vibration of joy. You can do both. You can be going through a sad time, so you can be mourning and joyful, Mm-hmm. But you can't be mourning and happy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So those are the two things that I wanted to bring up here because I think people are put under so much pressure. Yes. You say, I've got to have a good mindset. I've got to be positive. I've got yes. to do this. And, you know, it's, it puts pressure on everyone in a big way. Um, and it's not human. I don't believe it's human. I agree. I agree. Cause we see so much on social media every single day, like just think positive, think this, think that. And, you know, I think there is something to not allowing yourself to pull yourself down so deep, but at the same point, I think there's something beautiful about allowing yourself to feel, you know, because I know going through a lot of trauma too, at, a, at very young ages, and even recently in the past five years, you know, I, I lost my brother very tragically. A lot of people know that. And, you know, if I didn't allow myself to feel that and really go through that, I would not be where I am today. I would really be struggling as an individual today. I would not have my business, my podcast, my, I would not be where I am. I would be struggling. I would be in a miserable job. I would be in a, you know what I mean? The list could go on because I allowed myself to feel that, but it doesn't mean that I, I wasn't, being aware of my mindset and getting myself, I guess, in the right mindset, you know? So I totally understand what you're saying. And yeah. Thank you for sharing that because sometimes what we need to do is give our words air. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once we give our words air, they dissipate. They're mm-hmm. not so heavy. They're not so triggered. 
mm-hmm. um, and exactly what you're saying, you know, by giving your anxiety and your panic attacks air mm-hmm. and words, you dissipate it because otherwise it just gets pushed down inside you. And really, what are our feelings? Our feelings are a barometer as to what we're going through. And so our emotions create our thoughts, our thoughts create our emotions, and both creates our behavior. And all of that gives us tools as to what and how to live our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So we're complex beings, you know, and um, another thing that I, it really drives me mad is when people say I'm an expert at something because mm-hmm. we, we're so complex. We're so complicated. The world is that, that we're learning. The minute you say you're an expert, you put a ceiling on it mm-hmm. and then you stop learning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, so it's so important that we don't do that. We've got to be like a kid every day where we're curious and we're learning more about ourselves firstly and then about our outside world. Um, And for me, it's a very beautiful process, even when we're going through such tough times to lose your brother, especially if it's tragic, is Mm -hmm. it's just, it rips your heart out. And Mm -hmm. I'm not one to believe that just heals. I think that what happens when we go through traumatic experiences, we learn to live with it in our new normal. Yes, I agree. So it, the, the pain sometimes will trigger and it just hits, you know, and mm-hmm. then we go, okay, you know, I mean, I lost my father, oh my gosh, so many years ago. I was, my stepfather died when I was 10. My real father died when I was 14, you know, I mean, it's so long ago. That, that was back to back, Kim. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's tough. Um, yeah. And, you know, I still have moments where I go, oh, it'd be nice to have a dad. Mm-hmm. No. And then I go, okay. Let's move on, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a journey and we're all in process, every single one of us. And hopefully we're going to be in process till the day we close our eyes because mm-hmm. that means you're learning and you're growing and you're sharing and you're impacting. And it's, mm-hmm. it's quite an incredible, dynamic, organic thing that is happening to us all. I agree with you. And I, I love what you said about um, you know, being an expert, like, I feel like, you know, it's so funny in your twenties, sometimes I feel like you think, you know, it all. And I, you know, sometimes I'd be like, Oh God, I feel like I'm just learning it all. And it's like, when I hit my thirties, I was like, I know nothing. And now I, you know what I mean? I feel like, and so I really thrive off of learning and it, it made me realize, you know, being so passionate, this is what lights my fire, as you say. And I say that too, it lights, you know, lights my spark. Um, and, you know, I always say on these podcasts and I'm talking to leaders or I'm talking about leadership, I believe so strongly that a learning leader is the best leader because you've really learned that, you know, what, you know, so little in life and, you know, we're always growing and learning. So I really love that you said that as well, because it's really true. And we're always learning and evolving because something can happen to us tomorrow that we had, we know nothing about, and it's going to teach us and we're going to evolve and grow. Um, and yes, you know, giving my anxiety and, you know, my experience, you know, words and a voice. Yeah, it totally changed me. So, you know, I love what you're doing and, and helping people kind of get get their voice and, you know, facing facing fear. Because when I opened the book <laughs> and I opened it to the page, I have it here with me as you guys will hear me flipping pages right now. <laughs> um, but where it says fear, and it has that acronym that I love, 
false evidence appearing real. What could that teach you? I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I got this book. <laughs> I knew oh, it was going to be good. That's, but... the workbook. that's the workbook. I mean, mm-hmm. the story that goes with that, the actual storybook. Awesome. It's so beautiful. We use that in corporate, um, mm-hmm. in corporate environment where we literally read a story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To, to your point, and I know your audience is a lot of leadership or moving into leadership and yes. in, in the working world, whether it be corporate or in their own businesses, and I love working with women in that space because it's transitional. Yes. And what I'd like to say to your audience is that we only count the big transitions when you're deciding to leave a job or whether you get married or whether you get divorced or whether you have a baby and those are big transitions. But every day is transitional. Every single day we wake up. If at the end of the day you go to bed, you can all of you, I have no doubt, say, what was transitional for me today? Oh, Kim, I love that. I just got chills for them. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, I love that. And that's why I love, love working with women mm-hmm. because it's powerful. And you know that when you are teaching and sharing and facilitating with a woman, like I love my women's groups that I give because they bring all of themselves to it and they up for it and they show up and they work in the trenches. And um, it's remarkable, the strength of a woman. It really, really is. And no wonder God gave us the ability to bear children because I don't think men would ever be able to cope with that. But I think just on a daily basis, women have a lot of strength and unfortunately a lot of them really don't realize just how much strength they have because it's so tied into all their belief systems and other stuff. And um, I just want to give everyone the shout out to say, you've got to where you've got to now. If you are listening to this, you are doing the work. You are making it happen. And be proud of who you are and be proud of what you've done now. You know, it's remarkable and give yourself the credit for it because you deserve it, just like all of us. When you've gotten through a day, some are tougher than others, then sit down and go, I did it. I'm good. I'm okay. And look at what transition you made that day. There's Kim's leadership advice amongst all this other beautiful advice you're giving. So that's incredible advice. I've never really thought about it like that. And that's good advice for me too, because I'm, so I'm taking this with you ladies too, because I have a tendency, and I'm sure this isn't shocking to you, Kim, because I'm an anxiety sufferer that I tend to live in the future. You know, they say that people with depression, you know, tend to live in the past because they're constantly thinking about the past. They say people with anxiety tend to live in the future. They're warriors. They're always in the future. So pulling myself back into the present moment is important. Either either person, right? It's important for them. So something like that, thinking about what what transition today, like let's reflect on that. What a beautiful thing to do. I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, you teach what you need to learn. And I have suffered from anxiety and fear my entire life. Mm-hmm. And that's why my husband says, no wonder you're an expert at it. <laughs> you know? Right? I no totally such, get that. I always say, there's no such thing as expert. He says, yeah, but you got it. So you know what I do? And maybe this helps as well. When I go okay. to bed at night, I get into bed. I know people know the whole gratitude thing in the morning and all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I added a layer. And so at night I get into bed. I'm not a big journaler. I'm not great on the writing side um, I'll start and just end up stopping but I lie in bed on my back 
and I reflect on my day and I go, what's my abundance for the day? Oh, that's beautiful. And the abundance can be sitting and having a cup of tea. Like part of my abundance for today is having this conversation with you. You filled me with joy. You know, and this is a happy moment for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I look and say, okay, what's my abundance for the day? It may be just having the space to go for a walk. It doesn't have to be big thing. And then it could be maybe something big that happened at work or a lovely conversation you had or something like that. But it's what's the abundance of the day? And all of a sudden you go to sleep feeling so held and so good, you know, um, just getting through the day. You know, a friend of mine's father who's 90 says, some days just doing your shoelaces is enough. I love that. I love that. That's so great because a lot of people aren't big journalers, right? And so journaling is a huge, huge thing. And people talk about it all, coaches talk about it all the time. So I love alternative ways to focus on the positive and focus on those wins in our life every day. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that exercise with us. That's so awesome. Kim, tell us a little bit about your, you have this amazing 12, it's 12 weeks now, right? You've extended it because it's so incredible. So tell us about this, this class that you have for women. I know that, you know, that when this airs, you're going to be in the middle of your next class. So you'll be starting another one in the future. Um, But tell us about your 12 week class that you do with oh it's so interesting how this all happened was that I was doing teacher training and one of the teachers who's a mom said to me you've got to do this for moms all moms need to hear this so I said okay let's put it together so we did a six week with moms at that stage it was face to face now it's all on webinar Mm -hmm. and then from that I started doing more teacher support programs and then everyone started asking me please do a program for women please do And I went, okay, but it's got to be authentic to me. And that means deep dive. I don't do superficial stuff. I want everyone to walk out of here with real, real stuff, not to, you know, play around. And so I said, okay, I'll do a six week. And so that cohort was filled. And then they all got to the six week and went, no, not so much. We're not finished. We're just getting there. Okay. (laughs) We need more. And I went, okay, I'll do another six weeks, but then then we're done. And then we can talk about one-on-one or, or group stuff or whatever you want to do. And so, yes, um, we last night was our 11th one. I can't believe it's just flown. And so I give people an option. I don't like um, putting people into boxes and pushing. I'm not salesy. Um, I think that people know what they want. So I'm not the pushy type. I just know that the program is really intense and incredible and watching people's lives transform is so blessed for me. And so now it's a 12 week, but people can join for six weeks and then extend it. Oh, that's great. But sometimes in this environment with COVID, with there's so much instability and confusion, people feel 12 weeks may be long for their headspace. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with them joining for six weeks. And then if they want to extend where everyone kind of does extend, mm-hmm. you know, one or two couldn't because they needed to um, do things with their kids, mm-hmm. but generally they extend and it's powerful. So the first session is all about your identity. Who are you in the world today as a woman? What does that look like? The second one is what we're talking about, fear and anxiety. How does it stop your potential? How do you release it? And we teach you that fear release technique. The third one is living an intentional life. How do you live? How do you create the life that you actually want? What do you do with that? 
Um, then the next one, scarcity and abundance, because as women, we naturally go to a scarcity mindset. Yes. And so we shift that. And so we talk about what is scarcity and abundance? How do you work with it? How do you shift that? Um, the one that I love a lot is calling yourself on your own BS. I love that too. That's awesome. Yep. So that's a big one. It's a fun one. We do a lot of laughing in this as well. Yeah. <laughs> and the community is so beautiful. So you make real connections and the ladies have all connected so beautifully. I don't take a lot of women. I take a max of 15, max, 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 if I'm pushed to take 20, but that's it. And I generally don't, it's normally 15. So it's a very beautiful group that I give. And then you have one-on-one -on -one time with me because sometimes something will trigger in a session. Sure. And you want to just go through that in your head. We talk about purpose. What is life purpose? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. um, last night was all about courageous conversations. What are they? What are they not? Um, and then next week is the last one. And I can feel they're already getting a little edgy. Like last night I was like, oh, it's our last one. So like, yeah, you got yeah. it. You're good. You've done, you would have done 12 weeks. You've got it. You've got a toolbox. Mm -hmm. because for me it's about doing the work but having the toolbox and I want them to know that after 12 weeks they've got skills and tools for everything for fear for anxiety for depression for um self-doubt mm -hmm. you know for all of that they they've now got it and they by next week they'll have an action plan that's awesome that's awesome because I feel like as women we all struggle with all of this, sometimes something stronger than others at some point in our life though. So that's incredible. Definitely. And it's, you know, you can do the work, but in a course, you've got to take it forward then. And that's choice. Yeah. No one's going to make this happen for you. And everything that I teach, everything that I facilitate, um, I say that I use this myself. I use everything that I give and I've used it for years. I've been part of transforming thousands of lives with these skills and tools. So I know they work. Um, and I always say, you know, you come with your own inner wisdom. And so I facilitate that. Even though I'm qualified in many different areas, I don't like talking about coaching and things like that because mm -hmm. we all are our own coaches and our own facilitators and our own, we have our own wisdom. And so it's about bringing that to the fore you know, and not trying to be like everyone else. You know, I yeah. always think, you know, what is failure? Failure is when you start comparing yourself to other people. Oh, I agree completely. And I think we all struggle with that at some point as well. And, and the quicker we can stop doing that, you know, we just shine so much brighter because that's, oh, that dims our light so quickly. I, I talk about that all the time too. It's so true. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Well, Kim, where can they find you? Uh, the website, I would assume, right? Free the Mind Co., yeah, so the website, which is freethemindco.com. Mm -hmm. um, on social media, Free the Mind Co. is um, Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn is my name, Kim Normand Dobrin. And um, yes, just shoot me an email. It's kim at freethemindco.com. I am not precious. Um, we are all just human beings trying to navigate and figure it out. So please reach out. I'd love to, I love, I have this passion about people and humanity. And when we're there for each other, I learn as much from everyone as hopefully they find me valuable. 
Oh, I love that. I know I love speaking with people too. It's, it's my favorite. You just learn so much. It's yeah. so gratifying, I know. And I'll include all of this in the show notes too. I'll include the book link, all of that, so they can buy it because I'm a huge fan too. Thank you so much, Kim. This I learned a lot today too. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you, Maya. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening to Women for Women Wednesday on My Opinion. We'll see you back here next week.